Merry almost Christmas, everyone, and welcome to the NBA preview episode of Just Three Guys. Tonight we are ecstatic because the NBA is back. We have two games tonight and a full slate tomorrow. Not only that, but it is also bowl game season, and we are well underway with two games that were played today and a whole ton going forward. We have football, football, and more football, and now throw in the NBA. It is truly the most wonderful time of the year. Before we dive into the NBA and just a brief NFL recap, Q, tell us about yes, your Steelers, sir. man. What happened with your Steelers? Um, first thing I would like to say is, as men, I don't think we um, express our feelings as much. So I would like to say to the Steelers, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad at y'all. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. It's, it's it's looking bad. Big Ben looks horrible. He's what he got? 30, 38 pass attempts and only one hundred seventy yards. Like this dinking and dunking is not working at all. How can someone be third in pass attempts but eighteen in completions? Like I don't understand. He's talking about retiring. He talked about it. I want to say last week, saying he might not be good enough. It might be time for him to hang it up. And then we get breaking news that. He's going to return next year at the 38. I blame Tom Brady. Tom Brady got all these quarterbacks <laughs> thinking they could play past their prime. Like, Big Ben went to war with some of the best defenses in the NFL. He took punishment to his body. Uh, I, I don't know why he thinks he can still play at that that level. You can tell the, the elbow's definitely giving him problems because he's shot trying to shot put the ball down the field all the time. Um, Juju. Said this episode one. You Talk to the stop town. The antics, man. Yeah, you, you, you got to you got to stop the antics, man. Um, bruh, like you haven't had a hundred yard game since AB left. Like, I I really miss AB on the team. AB really helped, <laughs> really really helped our team, bro. Like <laughs> this man Juju, his rookie had nine hundred seventeen yards. Great. 2018 had 1,426 yards. Won the team MVP in 2018. AB also had 1,297 yards that year. A great one-two combo. Ever since AB left, like, he had 552 yards last year. And so far, he got 670 this year. That's, what, like an average of 48 a game. Bro, like, he got more TikTok videos than he does yards. Yeah, facts. Like, bruh, like, you look... Horrible! Like why? Why? Like you letting your ego get to you now? Because people saying telling you stop dancing, but you're gonna keep dancing, and you got KO'd on the field. You had five receptions, three receptions for 15 yards, five yards a pop, bro. Like, wait, what are you doing? What are you dancing about? Why are you happy we're on a losing streak? Why are you still dancing? Like, I said it, episode one. Mike Tomlin needs to get a hold of his locker room, specifically that that offense, because. I feel like we we starting to lose control again. Like Claypool being quiet ever since he said he's not. What is losing? What is losing? Never heard of her. Now we're on the three ever since he said that he's been quiet. <laughs> uh, we have no run game again. Granted, Snell did have eighty four yards last. I mean last night. Yeah, I say Snell didn't so look bad. That's that's something. That's something. But like I said, episode one. We're losing games or having close games to competition. We should be smacking. We should have smacked the Bengals. Like, I don't even know who that quarterback was. Why? Like, that was the funniest thing about Ryan Finley. 
for the for the like, Bengals. That's not, that's that that was wrestling. he was just happy. That was to be a quarterback, out there. dude, smiling the entire game. We're happy to the be entire game, he was smiling. And I love that that became a meme. Also, like he's laying on the bottom of a pile and he's just smiling. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, it, Giovanni Bernard had a heck of a oh, game too. So oh, for sure, that kind of sure. he had somebody to rely on, but. Yeah, that man Ryan Finley was wasn't supposed to be doing that this season. He was just happy to be yeah, out there, I, happy to have a job. I will say, I, going into Monday night, I just thought this game was going to be a bore. I was expecting Steelers like seventeen to three victory, like extremely was boring down 17-0 game. First I know, half? right? Yeah, I'll say that first half. But what made it so coaches. entertaining was all of just how upset the Bengals were at the Steelers. And I feel like a lot of that stemmed from Juju dancing on their logo. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, he picked the ball off, and he high-stepped to the sideline. He was 40, oh, yeah. high, 40 yards away from the end high step, high step, High step towards the sideline. Steelers offensive lineman, I want to say it was Dotson. I might be wrong. But came and hit him, forced a 15-yard on sportsman-like penalty, and then they score. That's genius. Like, I feel like Mackenzie Alexander knew that there was going to be some kind of unsportsmanlike penalty on their side or from the Steelers hitting them out of bounds. Because there's no rule saying you can't high step during a a play. And then also, Mackenzie Alexander did get uh, another unsportsmanlike penalty. Uh, He was mocking the Corvette. After stopping Juju and mocking the Corvette Corvette in his face. But penalties and offset, they they replayed the down. But it was just... And then broke up the very next pass. It was just so funny, the just entire game. You just felt the tension between both teams. And the more the Bengals were succeeding, it was just like the Steelers didn't want to be there. We shouldn't have been down. The Bengals team was horrible. What, 2-10-1? Like, yeah, that that was a disgrace last night. And... Solely to blame on the offense. The offense is looking horrible. Like it's it's predictable. It's, it's very bad. Yeah, it's not good. And but the pre being hurt isn't helping the defense because now they can just Devin Bush lock. Yeah, they can just no. Uh, but the pre also hurt. Yeah, they just saying also they just lock it. Devin Bush. Yeah, they just locking in on T.J. Watt like. Double team. It still wasn't helping last night. I was, it was I, not. I, I seen TJ back there a couple different times. I mean, the Bengals line trash, but it don't matter. But I mean, once yeah, we get to these good teams like the Colts, who have one of the best lines in the NFL, the bruh, they're they're gonna the man's gonna be. He might get pancaked. Honestly, they're gonna just keep double teaming him because he's gonna get the JJ treatment. Yeah, like they have nobody to worry about worry about on the back end anymore. So, huh. yeah, I don't know, man. Sis. It's rough. I well, can see us going eleven and five. Granted, we do got a playoff berth already, but whoever we first play round in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, the first round you guys exit, are very much in danger you, of losing the division. You got, yeah. you got a playoff berth. You kind of need a good draft pick this year. You're probably not going to get it. You're going to be in the top. What is it? Twenty to twenty one. Yeah, you guys are going to be stuck in no man's yeah. land. So, I mean, could make some noise this off season. There's going to be a lot of movements this off season. I saw a lot of talk of like uh, Matthew Stafford potentially being a, a pick for the Steelers, especially if Big Ben is gone. But I feel like at this point you just want to replace Big Ben anyways. 
Yes, Ben's not leaving. He's not leaving. Ben may not be leaving. He's a, he's a stealer like, for life. Mike Tomlin can start someone over him. Like, bro, like. What? Bro, nobody starts over Ben. Ben is a stealer for life. Why Why do you keep wanting to play, man? Like, what are you trying to prove? You have two rings. You have two rings. He wants to, you can be a Hall of Famer. Like, bro, just hang it up, please, bro. He wants to prove that he can do, like, <laughs> your what body, Breeze and Brady and all them guys are body, doing. Bro, he, Breeze and Brady didn't take hits like him, bro. No, he, he's, no. He played against the Ray Lewis's, Terrell Suggs, Aries, bro. Vontaze Burfitt. Like, bro, awesome. he played against some of the biggest hitters in our division, bro. Like, his body isn't responding well to this level of activity anymore. You need to hang it There's up. There's a reason that man's got ice packs on his elbow and a walking boot after every game. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's time for him to go, man. Or be a, a QB consultant or something, bro. But team consultant. <laughs> I like think this. he'd be a great coach. I don't think so. He's a horrible yeah, leader. Like a quarterbacks coach or something. He's like he's a horrible leader. Do you see how he's talking about retiring in December, coming to the playoffs? Like, I mean, what what leader? Yeah. Is Imagine undecisive. Tom Brady doing that. It let Tom Brady doing that. For he, the would Patriots, he, he would never. He would never. Because that's a real leader. Ben Roethlisberger is a crowd. I leader. mean, Brett Favre is the same way. At least not publicly. Yeah, but Brett Favre is doing it in the off season. Yeah, There's a okay. difference. And, uh, he also had Rodgers behind him yeah, too, though. Like, so. Who who we got behind him? What Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph can't be Rodgers? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So I mean, sure, the Steelers—they're uh, not not looking good to finish out the season with the Colts coming up, and then they have the Browns to finish it off. So that's going to be Browns for the division for the for the division. I, I the Browns may win the AFC North. I hope they do. Personally. I would I would love for it to happen. I'm a I'm a big uh, big Baker guy. I'm a big Nick Chubb guy. I'm a Georgia fan, so I'm riding with Nick Chubb. Hey Thomas, you remember when uh, Baker planted that flag in Ohio State? Ha <laughs> <laughs> so Whatever. I mean, Nick, <laughs> remember Nick Bosa got the sack on him to win the game, and they planted the flag on him. It wasn't as cool. Wasn't as cool. Hey, look, it doesn't it doesn't give that, it doesn't give you that college look, that college the, feel. The only reason Baker did it to begin with is because the Year before that, Ohio State went into Norman and massacred them. Uh, it, it did that. Uh, it didn't matter. It mattered when he did it to, in Ohio State. So, but, shut your mouth. Before we get into a debacle about Ohio State and Baker and all that shit, uh, Thomas, what what happened to the Patriots versus uh, versus Miami? Ha ha ha. What didn't happen? I mean, <laughs> they suck. I feel like <laughs> the first I really time thought in, that, the first time in twenty I really years, the Patriots could have played spoiler in this game. Don't don't try to make it sound better. Y'all suck right now. We talking right now. <laughs> don't Look, bring up the past. We talking now. The the Patriots they're they're in a really weird spot. Obviously, because you've never seen it happen since Brady was there. But they're just kind of they have no identity on offense. Minus. You know, they try to run the ball, but eventually that doesn't help. No receivers can get open. Um, it's I don't I don't even know. Like I don't know if it's McDaniel's play calling or if it's just the execution on offense. The Patriots suck. Is Cam, is Cam Newton the answer? No. <laughs> I would I would like to say, um I remember on I was rooting for him. A um podcast with Cam Newton, OBJ Todd Gurley, and Victor Cruz. Woo, the man Cam was preaching. Newton, Cam Newton said he told Coach McDaniels, you can open that playbook. You got a different beast now. What, what's going on, Cam? 
what, what's going <laughs> on, man? Like you was talking all that good talk. And Look, all, what's they going did on? open it up. You don't man, see how many quarterbacks we've been doing this all year. All those, all those workout videos on Instagram. All the, oh, he looks great. All the Under Armour commercials and everything, and this dude can't even freaking throw a ball thirty yards. <laughs> Look, I would say he he looks like he's in great shape. Oh, you can be in great shape. And then shape, he gets on the field. Jesus Christ! Then he gets on the field. Release the ball a little sooner, man. <laughs> looks like every time he's throwing the ball, he's just throwing darts to the ground, man. Look, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm all for a, you know we can lose out the rest of the season, let the Jets get another win. Lose to the Bills, drop into the top ten of the draft, get a quarterback. You know, I'm I'm all for losing at this point. We're already out the playoffs. Start Stidham. I I would I like think, to see Stidham. Really? I think out. you're the Patriots. You're, well. you're already out the playoff. Yeah, you're out the playoffs. You can't get in. Start Stidham. See what he has. Yeah, I'd, I'd be something. That way, you know if you need to take a quarterback at you know the first round. So Cam was signed on all of those, uh, like basically signing bonuses with his contract. Like he got a very minimal. Like million dollar contract, but he was yeah. going to make all of his money through signing bonuses. Do we know how many of his bonuses that he hit this season? Did no, he I have no clue. Of them? no clue? I mean, well, no, you won't know until the end of the season anyway. I figured that no, no, that's no some clue. kind of stat that can be tracked, especially by like I mean, Adam I'm Shepard sure it is. Rappaport or something. It seems like something that they always talk about towards the end of the season. Like, oh, this person had such a great year. This person is X amount of yards from their, you know, $10 million signing bonus or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's probably something to do with passing yards or a game started and touchdowns thrown. He's not getting anything that has to do with yards, <laughs> nothing to do with passing touchdowns. Um, if he has anything to do with rushing touchdowns, he might have got that because he's got like 10 of them bad boys. That's true. Um, But maybe game started, I have no clue. Well, uh, I just – for, let's do a uh, quick sad transition from uh, the Patriots to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Another blown lead to Mr. Tom Brady. I feel like Matt Ryan just has a monkey on his back from Tom Brady. He's never beaten Tom Brady in his career. And same exact fashion as the Super Bowl, blown lead. Granted, the last time that Matt Ryan played the Patriots was the year after the Super Bowl, and the Patriots just... Dusted the Falcons wasn't even a close game, but yeah, what was on display? Now, granted, I'm all for the Falcons tanking because I want them to get another quarterback. Yeah, but not in that way. But I mean, if you're gonna lose, just lose, you know. <laughs> yeah, like it, the only positive I could see in my head from Atlanta winning is they could potentially knock the Bucks out of the playoffs with another loss. And play spoiler to them. That would have been cool. But I just hate the blown leads. I'm sick of, despite the Jets and the Jags being the laughing stock of the league, the Falcons are the biggest laughing stock of the league because they can't hold <laughs> a freaking lead. Yep, ever since that 28-3, man. I mean, to be honest with you, that's the one that really everyone looked at but they've yeah. been blowing leads way before then. It just all led it, up that to one that. Wasn't, that one was the most important. Oh, and, and now, like, <laughs> yeah. it just, yeah. I mean, t- 2020, right? This is just the the needle on the head that they blow so many games this year. And, like, it's almost like the Super Bowl is not even, well, people still bring up the Super Bowl. But yeah, but now it's just expected. That, right. Like, every single time it's like, 
how many points are you going to spot the Falcons when they go up on so-and-so? Like, and I'm like, I, th- I think they got it this week. And then I'm proved wrong every single time. The only bright, well, only bright spot, it was Calvin Ridley's birthday. He absolutely snapped. That was it. And I shouted out yeah. Calvin Ridley in our very first episode. But he went off. That was really only bright spot. Uh, Todd Gurley, an absolute bust of a sign. He actually got demoted. Oh, wow. He got demoted this week, and Ito Smith is starting. Um, but it's just so the Falcons, according to NFL's um, NFL's website for the draft, they have the fourth pick, but everyone else is saying the fifth. So I'm just, I'm just going to assume that NFL's website is wrong, and they have the fifth pick. But even having a top five pick. It just seems so too good to be true for the Falcons. Yeah. So I'm just banking that the Bucks are going to have to win a game in order to get into the playoffs, and they're going to—they're definitely going to beat the Falcons in Week 17. But Falcons might give the Chiefs a run because I, I don't believe oh, in them. Oh, oh, I don't oh, believe oh, in oh, them oh, keeping yeah. a top oh. five pick. Something's going to happen this Sunday, and I could be completely wrong, and I'll be okay with it. But something's going to happen because this is too good to be true for myself and Atlanta Falcons fans across the country. It is too good to be true that the Falcons have a top five pick. They could potentially land Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trey Lance. They can also possibly land uh, Micah Parsons, Patrick Sertain. Like, there's a whole list of great guys out there that they can get, and it. I just don't see it happening. So, no. But before we get off the Falcons, I think I read the stat right. I I might be wrong or I might have the numbers off a little bit. I think I seen something saying that in the fourth quarter this past week, they only ran the ball like nine times or something like that in the whole fourth quarter when they were up, and Matt Ryan had one of those carries. Well, Dirk Cutter sets up that offense for failure every single week. I'll say, yeah, because, you know, if you're up 17 in the fourth quarter, you can literally run the ball every play I don't, and I don't know waste the whole, how many. Waste the whole and I think plot. what they did, honestly, is they would run the ball, they would get maybe one yard, and then they would try to pass it the rest of the time. And it's like the line just forgets how to block every single time. It's like third and 12. And Matt, I'm seeing Matt Ryan on the ground, and then they're putting the ball away. Yeah. It, it's like the same exact blueprint that happened when they blew the Super Bowl and same exact blueprint when they blew the game versus the Bears. The Cowboys. The Cowboys one is what the that was the worst one. How the don't you know? Was the worst one. How are you a special teams player and don't know that the ball doesn't have to go ten yards? <laughs> go ten to, yards. Yeah, for you to recover it. Yeah. Why yeah, would you, you wait can for recover it, to it whenever? Yeah. But why would you wait for it to go? That 10 shit yards? only happens to the Falcons. It only I'm happens the players to the on that Falcons. one. I mean, are you going to blame the player? You got yeah, part of it's the players, but it's got to be coaching I'm gonna, too. I'm going to blame I mean, the curse of Georgia sports. <laughs> The Georgia, Georgia in general. Georgia in general. When, when's the last time a Georgia team's won a championship? Uh, 1995, if you count major sport, but MLS. With the exception of the MLS. <laughs> so 1995, the Braves won the World Series. Yeah. So you got sold the, soul for see, that World the Series. Running, the running, the running joke that a lot of people have with me is that the Braves won that World Series in November 1995, and in January of 96, I was born. And ever since, it's just been bullshit. So, like, oh, yeah, the running joke is that it's my fault. 
Oh, for like sure. I, we we you, told you that. That I'm, you know, the, the sacrificial piece to... The spawn of Satan. <laughs> okay, relax. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you, honestly, what was worse, the Super Bowl or when Georgia blew the lead against Bama? Oh, Georgia. Georgia. I, Georgia. Yeah. That, I'll say, because I was, I was with you for the Super Georgia Bowl. Super Bowl, I saw it coming. <laughs> Georgia. No, no, no. You was, you was at your house. You was all hype. I was all hype, was sure. Hyped. Me, but me and Eden was the only ones riding for the Patriots. That's I was all hyped the second, or I'm sorry, the first half, and then the first <laughs> drive of the second half when they scored again, and then, like it was just like watching the Titanic sink on television. I was having, Look, I was having a great time. That's all it was. Look, the Georgia but one, the Georgia one, I, uh, the Georgia oh. one, I mean, come on. Look, I don't think anything like, that was so funny. Good. I don't think any Georgia fan expected that next play to happen, which that was Devontae Smith, I believe, that caught that touchdown with the yes. blown coverage. Yes. That was but it. I don't think any Georgia fan expected that to happen after that huge sack that they had. Like, I think myself included, all Georgia fans across the board we're already celebrating like it was over. If if I recall right, I think you started celebrating in the third at the end of the third quarter because <laughs> I remember very specifically you took a picture holding up the four saying only one more quarter left. Mm. And I think right after overtime happened, I got a video of you to the with to your, the Celine Dion. Yep, with yeah. your head. In your hands, get wiping off, taking your glasses off, wiping away your eyes. Look like you were crying a little bit. And uh, I might have shed it, a couple tears for sure. Look, yeah, your face was right. <laughs> you definitely yeah. was crying. I was. That I was. was. I, yeah. I cried a couple. You, I cried a couple. It's your fault. It's your fault. I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. <laughs> um. So speaking of uh, NFL. Uh, the Pro Bowl rosters were announced uh, this week. Also, now, the Pro Bowl isn't happening this year, so this is essentially just a fan-voted NFL team that would have played in the Pro Bowl. Now, there are some well-deserved names on this list, and everyone can spot the well-deserved names. Pat Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey, um, Aaron Donald, just, just to name several. But there is quite a few names that did not make the Pro Bowl as far as guys who had breakout games, guys who had uh, just just went insane all year that had clutch performances or were stat heads. Like, these guys really honed in on their craft, and they didn't get recognized. Now, do you guys know who that is? I mean, do, do you just want us to start tossing out names? Toss out, toss out some names because I have some as well. Because off rip, J.C. Jackson should have made it. Lord, bro, we don't care about the Patriots anyway. Trey Hendrickson should have definitely oh been up there. God. I'm gonna definitely go Trey Hendrickson. He, I mean, wait, what do you got? Like twelve sacks, like you said, something like. He should have definitely been in there, but J.C. Jackson, he he should have been in there for someone that's leading the league in picks. Eight, like how can you not? How can how can he not be a pro bowler? Right. Like, yeah. Right. 
I mean, yeah. he's been covering number one receivers all season since Gilmore's been yeah, hurt. He's, he, he, it, it, even I think I think they shouldn't, and I hate to say it because it'll take the fans out out of the game. But it's really snubbing people of uh, awards that they deserve. Um, it should be yeah. either player based. Yeah, player based. Don't I wouldn't even let the media. Well, maybe the media because they they know what they're talking about most of the time. But fans, nah, it's. It's too biased, bro. Like, like Evan Ingram doesn't deserve to be in a Pro Bowl. That makes zero sense for someone yeah. that's a skilled position to have only one touchdown. No, that's that's a big no no. Um, yeah, I I do have another name I want to toss out for uh, my fellow my fellow thick people out there. Wyatt Teller should have got in. Lyman from the Browns. You gotta, you gotta sure. show love to the big uglies, bro. <laughs> Without them, you don't get skill positions without without the thick boys. That's true. And I'm um, I'm all for it. Man, he definitely should have got in. Come on. You know, what without without him on the line, he's easily the best lineman they have. He's the leader of the line. And, you know, come on. DeCastro I like DeCastro, but if you watch, he's not better than Teller is. The man when he did miss time. The offense isn't the same. Baker's getting no time. The running lanes aren't open for Chubber Hunt. Let my man should have been in there. I'm, I'm hurt that he's not in there. Um, also, uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna throw in uh, undrafted rookie James Robinson for the Jaguars. He's really the only light that the Jags had this season. Uh, he did get over a thousand rushing yards, and he had ten touchdowns. And a terrible Jaguars offense. Like he essentially carried that offense in some cases. Only Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook have more rushing yards than him. I think he should have gotten some kind of uh, recognition. Yeah, um, him, and then even uh, I know you were talking uh, earlier today about Justin Herbert should have got in. Um, obviously, the reason why he didn't get in is. Because of Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, but if you want to put him in, I'm fine with it. I personally, I don't think he's too much of a snub. Um, Allen Robinson, on the other hand, though, is a snub for sure. For I mean, look at who he's played with at quarterback. He still has 90 catches for over a thousand yards and six touchdowns. I'm I look at who he has playing quarterback. He had Nick Foles. And we all know what Nick Foles does once he becomes a starter. And then Trubisky. And Trubisky was benched for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Ima- imagine being open, you know, almost every time you run a route and either getting overthrown, underthrown, or, you know. Anytime he touches the ball, he catches it. Right. Now, so uh, I'm also going to throw out uh, Devin White. For the Bucks, I don't think either of you said Devin okay. White, right? Nah, no. Um, yeah, Devin White, uh, Levante David probably could have also made it, but Devin White definitely should have made it. Uh, he has eight sacks, he has 130 tackles, which is third most in the NFL. He also has a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. I mean, he's definitely a bright young star, which I, I guess he's not in the spotlight enough for fans to see how good he's been this season. Because the Bucks have had yeah. some very ugly wins, but he's definitely a key component on that defense. So I think he could have got some recognition. 
the other one that I'm going to go is obviously Calvin Ridley. That speaks yeah, for itself. That's a bit, yeah. Calvin Ridley definitely should. Yeah. He had a coming out party. He was light years ahead of Julio Jones this year, which Julio missed a ton of years. But Calvin Ridley proved that Julio does not have to be on the field in order for him to produce. And that's the biggest yeah. thing. Because everyone, I, I wish Juju can do that. Everyone, like, everyone was saying Calvin Ridley's only there because Juju, because, not Juju, because Julio <laughs> is a decoy. And that is not the case. Yeah, th- I think this year in particular showed that for him because Julio, how many how many games has Julio missed this year? A lot. <laughs> yeah. I want to say mm. at least five by this point. Could be more. Yeah, so it's, but even, it's good even for Even in games Calvin when Ridley he did play, show. he didn't really... Calvin Ridley was outperforming. Right. Exactly. I know. I, I go through that every, every year I play fantasy and have Julio, I go through that issue where... Matt Ryan seems to not want to throw him the ball, but anytime any other quarterback goes in, they want to force feed Julio. Just hyped up in the offseason, too. I, I'm already, I'm just, you know, all the talk, who's the best receiver in the league? I back Julio so much. By this past offseason, it was between Julio and Michael Thomas. And I was like, watch, Julio's going to have a better year. Both Michael Thomas and Julio Jones shit the bed this year. Granted, Michael Thomas right. was hurt, but still, they're not considered the number one receivers this year. So, nah. Uh, so I mean, there. So there's quite a few names. Some that we didn't ooh, even go. Ooh, I, got, I got. I got. A, I got a question. Okay. So do you think the the big receiver is um, over with? Like having that big six three, six four, two fifteen, two thirty. Like the physical freak. Yeah, prototypical receiver. You think that's over now? Are we moving towards more smaller guys. I, I I mean, judging by just the the way the mm. athleticism is changing. The smaller guys are definitely getting a lot more love for sure. Like it, the smaller guys with speed, speed for sure, speed, change of direction. Like their footwork, footwork has been everything the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah, you know the Tyreek Hills. I mean, Keenan Allen's been doing it for a while, but I look at Keenan Allen as one of the best. Yeah, Keenan Allen's best bigger over the, though. The decade. I mean, but he's, he's not like. He's not like DK Metcalf or Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson size. Like he's not stocky. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a skinny dude, but he's yeah. got he's got hands. He has footwork. He still has speed. I think he's coming up on his thirties if he's not already thirty, and he's still running like he's been playing. You know, since he was like a rookie or a three year vet. I, there's always going to be a need at wide receiver for like those big freak type of guys, just because you know. You can toss the ball up to them. They can go up there and get it. A lot of the smaller guys you're not going to be able to do that with. So, like, there's always going to be a position out there for a, a player like DK or a player like uh, always Mike Williams, somebody like always. that. Coaches are going to salivate over those dudes because they're freaks. Yeah, they are freak athletes. But I'm I'm more of a like you know I like guys who can line up in the slot, who can line up outside, who can run block if need be. You know. Which is why I'm I've always been a big Jarvis Landry fan for that reason. Um, this is why I like AJ Brown so much, is because he's just one of those guys who can do whatever you need him to do from the receiver spot. Sure, sure. So, do you but, think it's the the role change that's helping, like smaller receivers succeed in the league? Because now you can see more receivers going across the middle compared yeah, to yeah. 
further back. You, you and, can't be as physical. Yeah, you, you can't hit them yeah. anymore. But I, It's definitely gotten to the point where it's safer for the receivers to run different routes that they probably shouldn't have been running 10 or 15 years ago because they would have yeah. you know, been in the IR afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you can run across the middle with – I mean, I'm sure there's still some kind of fear there, but not as much fear as – they were having back then when Troy Polamalu and right. Ed Reed and Leron Landry. Dudes that are not, just going to take your head off. Not even them. You need to talk about the linebackers. You need to oh, talk about Ray the Lewis Brian, and yeah, Patrick Willis. The Brian Erlackers <laughs> and uh, like people like that that are really smack. Yeah. Don't ass. forget, like, Ray Lewis killed a guy. Just saying. Allegedly. Oh, wow. Allegedly. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Why would you bring that no, up? Look, yeah, we, we didn't need to bring that up. Just saying. That's, say sorry. Nope. <laughs> can't. I can't. Um, but yeah, I, I, the rules help, you know, running, running, being able to run across the f- middle of the field with, out getting decapitated, it helps those guys like Tyree Kill. Like, imagine yeah. Tyree Kill running across the middle of the field as fast Ooh. as he does, you know, 15 years ago. Oh, man. Like, Rolando McClain would have slammed him. If Rolando McClain was still on the Raiders <laughs> back in the day and Tyree Kill was playing, he would have slammed him like he did um, Amadola. Like, what, that Raiders team, that Raiders defense back in the day, Chargers defense, bruh, they would have had a tough division. Even the Broncos, man, what? I'll take the Broncos five years ago. If Tyreek Hill was playing, he would have got murdered. They were one of the best defenses of all time. All time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But speaking of big hits, um, my favorite hit, obviously, of the weekend. Um, I want to give you know a shout out to Von Bell for after Juju was out there dancing on the middle, the logo in the middle of the field. Where Von Bell from, Thomas? Uh, you already know Ohio <laughs> State. <laughs> Come on, We're giving a giving a round um, of applause to Von a Bell. round of applause for Von Bell for sure. Definitely, I'm not, I'm definitely Von clapping. Bell. <laughs> Look, you can be mad all you want, but. Juju dancing on on the fifty yard line on the logo. The only thing that would have made that hit better is if it would have happened on the logo. I agree. But the fact that he flying came flying out of nowhere to crack him. He definitely got smacked. That was a great hit. It was my favorite hit of the weekend for sure. For sure. Uh, Q, do you have anyone you want, you want to give a round of applause to? Um, I'm gonna give it to D Hop. Um, D Hop definitely been having a good year. Had almost 170 yards against the Eagles. This is his sixth season, having a thousand plus yards receiving. So, definitely round of applause to D Hop on a on a okay. new offense okay. of that too. On a new offense, I'm going to uh, I'm going to switch a sport. Uh, an absolute phenom was brought out to the world this weekend, and Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods' son, uh, the PNC tournament. The kid was electric. Ball. Unreal. Yeah. And his shots were so pure. I mean, granted, his dad is Tiger Woods. He's getting training from one of the very best. I'm sure he's getting training from Tiger's trainers and everything. But to do what he did on that course as an 11 year old is ridiculous. I, I seen he even had the, the twirl, the twirl of the golf ball down. All, Don't pet. All <laughs> of Tiger's mannerisms. <laughs> He had the the, fit, the, the fist pump, pump. Fist the Tiger Woods fist pump. Yeah. He had, Look. I mean, the the club tour, like you said, 
was gorgeous. After yeah. just no. a Go slap of a drive like down the middle of the fairway. And they used so many of Charlie's shots over Tiger's. Like Tiger would be just hitting them, you know, to the left and right of the fairway, some in the rough. Nah, Charlie come up, pop it right down the middle. It might have been a few yards short or something, but they were using majority of Charlie's shots, especially on the first day when they went ten under. Um but yeah, big round of applause, Charlie Woods. Kid's gonna be incredible as long as he sticks to what he's doing. Can't yeah. wait for him to actually get into these tournaments, you know, in the next several years. People are yeah. people are gonna be really excited. Really excited. Yeah, he's, you can he's gonna get older, stronger. Game's gonna get crisp, like a healthy yeah. back. <laughs> right. You you can do you can do all the you know that fantastic driving off the to a drive to start out your your uh, hole when your back is good. I'm sure Tiger Woods Ti- knows Tiger, all about Tiger that will be able to tell Charlie everything not to do. He'll be like, hey, don't do right, this. Right, right, right. Keep your Achilles. Keep your knee. Keep your back. Don't sign with Nike. It's like not nah. <laughs> chill. <laughs> the that's that Tiger might have the most iconic outfit in all the sports with that with the Sunday red. Yeah. Dude, when him Gaugan, him and that, Charlie that red came polo. out, bro. Just iconic. The pictures of when Charlie was trying to read his putt and he's in the same exact squat that Tiger gets into and then Tiger's standing right behind him. That is top five pictures of 2020. Oh, I'm sure, like, yeah. Like I don't I don't think Tiger gets enough respect, especially with ha- things that have been happening these past what, few years. With all his infidelity, all that stuff like that. People need to understand, Tiger Woods really had black people watching golf. Dude, what? Not just black people. I was literally telling my dad earlier that Tiger Woods is the only only man in golf that can unite a nation and get them to watch the Masters. That's probably like, Tiger did so much during his time, bro, during his heyday, bro. And people don't don't give him his credit, I guess, because he... Falling off a little bit, whatever, whatever. I mean, his past, like, you know, what, 10 years ago, 10 or almost 15 years ago, kind of hindered him a little bit, but... I wouldn't have said shit. (laughs) (laughs) He shouldn't have said nothing, as far as I'm concerned. Look, a normal person does it on a daily basis, and they don't go out there I mean, you know, the dude went to rehab and everything. I mean, he's a good dude. His head's on on the right path. Yeah. You know, we saw him come back to Old Tiger last year with winning the masters which oh yeah might have been one of the best things that happened in 2019 alone um sports wise of course dude i'm telling you as soon as i got the as soon as i got the the text from you saying that tiger was in the lead yeah i i sat down right on the couch and and watched the rest of the match (laughs) the masters for it yeah and i mean like you said the way he can unite an entire nation and i think tiger is the reason why golf is as popular as it is now with how, you know, back in the day, golf is all about, you know, making sure the golfers can concentrate on their game. Everyone has to be quiet and everything. When Tiger oh, entered the show scene, some emotion. Like, nice. when he, you know, when he made those phenomenal putts to win tournaments and the undercut fist pump, the celebrating before the ball even goes in the hole. Yeah, that's what made going it good. Nuts, it reflected to the crowd and that's how it is today 
which of course we don't see it this year because not many fans are allowed, but yeah, you know, just over the past decade, golf is growing and growing and the, the tournaments are so exciting also because the fans are so into it. There's so many people at these tournaments and they go nuts. It could just be a 350 yard drive hit down the middle of the fairway. People are going crazy. It doesn't matter who it is. And that's, I think that all resonates from Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger, I'm not going to say Tiger made it cool to like golf, but he made it more acceptable. He did. Tiger did make <laughs> he, it cool he, to he like golf. He, yeah, he definitely Nobody did. wanted to wear golf shit until Nike got Tiger Woods on their brand. Everyone yeah. wants oh, look. Nike, Tiger Woods, golf stuff. Look, when I seen that that uh, turtleneck polo thing he had at the Masters last year, the short sleeve turtleneck. Did you buy that? No. You I couldn't did. find it, but I, I went I went out I went out each of like the next two weeks to try to find it and I couldn't find it nowhere. Look, like, I was looking at, at golf stores. Like, I, could, yeah, I wouldn't exclusive. even care. Yeah. I mean I oh, I, I like, golf a lot and it's it shows just other people like when you see other people's golf bags. I feel like every one out of five golf bag I see on the course has the tiger head on their driver. Mm. The same exact one the tiger has. <laughs> And that's what I mean, how he just has impacted his sport so much. And that's that's yeah, one of the coolest things about him. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like walking outside and seeing somebody wearing Jordans. Yeah. That's Same what thing. Tiger Woods was for golf. Same thing. That's what he was, and that's still what he is. Yeah. Icon. Icon. Like, how, how, many, how many of these, like, golfers around, you know, the younger guys now coming up, look, or even our age, more so our age, or like, I got into golf because of Tiger Woods. Yeah, oh, that's that's a, a lot of a, vast a lot of people for uh, for tennis also with Serena. Definitely yeah, getting into tennis because of Serena things like that. So yeah, yeah. So we're gonna transition from round of applause. Uh, this is episode three of Just Three Guys. Uh, best player to wear the number three. Uh, now, last week or last episode. I had Johnny Menzel for number two. That was kind of oh lord. That was kind of off the board. Uh, <laughs> now I'm gonna go, oh, I'm gonna go even further off the board for best player to wear the number three, and it's Dale Earnhardt. That's who I think. A uh, legendary NASCAR driver, uh, 76 Winston Cups, 281 top five, uh, 428 top tens, and I mean over the course of his career from 1975 to 2001 just in nascar alone he won 41.5 million dollars and he's the most one of the still probably the most iconic nascar drivers you know he had his tragic accident back in 2001 at the daytona 500 um but best player to wear the number three the iconic phenomenal legend Dale Earnhardt. That's what I'm going with. Um, I actually want a, a little story about Dale. Uh, when he, like when the crash happened, he passed. I remember me and my uh, family were on the way down to Florida. And, you know, we're driving through all like Georgia and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When that happened, bro, I remember my family in Florida. You would think that, you know, a family member passed away the way that they were all reacting to it. Like you, you would have thought that somebody's uncle passed away. Yeah. yeah. 
when they got that news. It was it's crazy. It's just, I, I feel like it's probably similar to the same passing for NASCAR fans as it was to Kobe passing earlier this year for NBA fans. Yeah, Kobe was that was global. Well, that, that was global. yeah, that was, it was. and that was like was. a a real like, but. You were just going about your day like you didn't think that was no. going to happen that day. I was. I remember I was on the 17th hole playing golf with my pops, and I just checked my phone, and I saw that that happened with Kobe. But uh, global for Kobe, 100. percent Granted, different times, social media wasn't a thing. That's true. Cell yeah. phones really they, weren't that. You much heard of from it. the radio, right? And you all couldn't that. look on your phone and see that. You know, maybe if you had some kind of thing on a pager or beeper, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, you had to hear on radio or TV in order to see what happened to Dale Earnhardt. None taken from Kobe at all. Just completely no, no, different no. times. Yeah. But, yeah, uh-huh. that, that's my number three. So, for my number three, you know, I'm going to go with the answer, Allen Iverson. Bubba Chuck. First off, yeah, I'll say first off, come on. The 757, I got I to pick him. Um. Obviously, just went to the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. 11-time All-Star, four-time scoring champ. Led the league in steals three times. Was on the All-NBA seven times. One Rookie of the Year. Um, a two-time All-Star MVP. Won the league MVP in 2000-2001 when they went to the finals. And, you know, was on the All-Rookie team, obviously, since he won Rookie of the Year. Um, let's not forget that he drug that garbage bag <laughs> that were the 76ers <laughs> to play the Lakers. And the only loss the Lakers had in the playoffs that year were to the 76ers. And that was the game where AI obviously hit the, the step back over uh, Ty Lue and then, you know, had the iconic step over him and you could see him looking at him and all that. Don't forget he, but yeah, he crossed Michael Jordan too. He, yeah. With the, with the low cut. Yeah. You know, but 26 points a game over his career, six assists, you know, there's a, that man made it, you know, he was, he was doing all the dribble moves that you see Kyrie do now. He was the first person to really go out there and do that, that outside the box dribble, that unorthodox dribble. Then my man, I remember you uh seeing the picture of his mom re retwisting his hair while he was sitting on the bench. <laughs> You know, the NBA put in the dress code because of him. He had, I remember growing up, he had people wearing headbands and, you know, the fake tattoos and the sleeves. Man. Look, I was out there wearing Reebok (laughs) just because of AI. (laughs) That's that's another icon. Practice? He he changed the game. He changed the game. He changed it. Talking, you talking about practice? Big shorts. Come on, yeah. Wanted big shorts big and ankle shorts. socks. He's wearing the baggy daddies, the baggy <laughs> daddies, ankle jersey. socks. Look, he, you know, he was a he was a trailblazer for for NBA fashion. Hundred percent, man. All, all the all the kid all the kids in in Virginia in the seven five seven wanted to be Allen Iverson. Headband, cornrows, jersey yep. to the knees, shorts. To and let's the, let's not to forget, he had one of the hardest coaches. In Larry Brown, like it's not like he had a, a coach he was just walking over. Like Larry Brown yeah. seen AI and was like, "Bro, I'm gonna let you do you." Like he let AI be AI, bro. And we got an icon out of it. So yeah, I like yeah. that. And then now I'm I'm interested to see who Q picks because before the show he was telling us, you know, you're not gonna guess who who I'm gonna pick. 
Oh yeah, I'm telling so, you. Trust me, I tried to get. I'm, I tried to I'm, guess too. I'm very right. interested to see who you got. You not getting, not getting. It. All right, so for my athlete got war number three. First round, first pick for the Los Angeles Sparks. Oh, Candace shit. Parker. Oh, Candace. Yeah, I didn't Parker. think about that. Candace Parker, two-time college champion. She was a two-time MVP in the WNBA. She was she won the rookie of the year. Was also the MVP for the whole WNBA as a rookie. A two-time gold medalist for the United States team. She was one of the first women to ever dunk in sports. And also, she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we cannot say about our picks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to go with Candace Parker. She averaged 17 over her career, nine rebounds. I'm going to go Candace Parker for this. Candace Parker. That is, man, I didn't even think of that at all. Yeah, that's. That's how to look. For some reason, I wasn't even even thinking about that. I didn't expect you to, but for some reason, I was thinking he's going to go Babe Ruth. (laughs) No. I mean, I definitely, for like uh, someone to mention. That wasn't mentioned. Uh, Babe Ruth, up there. Uh, probably one of the greatest. You could have said Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Flash. That was probably the one. Dwayne Wade could have got a uh, mention, but yeah, Candace Parker's Candace there. Parker. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Not I don't even want to. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. I don't that even want to pick who's the best of our three because I think we all have really good picks. So we just leave it at that. Oh yeah, no, I'm going Al Iverson. What you're going AI? <laughs> <laughs> going Chuck all day. What? Come on, Come on man. man. You know that's, what that a, that's a seven five seven go. Look, see AJ, bro. you're from. I'm not even, bro. AJ, you're from Georgia, so don't ratio you, you me. You didn't get the, the Allen Iverson. <laughs> don't ratio the me. Allen Iverson stuff. <laughs> Look, the bowl, the bowling hey, alley. My man got all his li- football scholarships revoked. Listen, I've lived in <laughs> Virginia for ten years. I've gotten all the AI education I need. Right. No, see, look, you didn't get all the AI. You didn't live. The Allen Iverson you, era. You know AI. Yeah. No, I you know Bubba Chuck. I live the Michael yeah. era. That's for another story. That's for another episode. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go AI, man. He's look. You you already know. Look, I got to keep AI just for the seven five seven. Yeah, he he did so much, man. He is one of the, came in in the best draft, bro. Nineteen ninety six draft was the best. I'll say in NBA history, no arguments, nothing, bro. And look at look at the people he beat out for rookie of the year in that. Uh, he's dog. AI was a problem, man. Not to mention, my man was getting his hair rebraided on the <laughs> bench in the middle of it, not even halftime, while he was subbed out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. So, AI. I'm gonna go AI for sure. Come speaking on. of the NBA legend, the NBA started tonight, Call and uh, <laughs> at, actually, let's not talk about that. As we're, uh, you know, doing this podcast uh, right now, it's 10 o'clock. I believe the Lakers-Clippers game just started. Um, Brooklyn absolutely blew out the Golden State Warriors, 125 to 99. Um, So that's something that already happened. Speaking of, I had them in a parlay. I'm three of four so far. I just need the over to hit for the Lakers-Clippers at 220 and a half. So hopefully that goes. Um, But... NBA preview, we have some things to discuss. We're going to start off with playoff predictions. Uh, what are we thinking as far as, you know, what the eight teams are going to be for each side? 
what are some teams that you know we're going to be watching for that were not in the playoffs last year that should definitely at least have you know between a five or a maybe maybe a six or an eight seed. The Hawks. <laughs> yeah, I like let's it. Start, I like it. I say let's start with the East. Um, I think the the top five will probably be the same. Top five, top six gonna be the same. Milwaukee, Celtics, 76ers, Heat, Pacers. The Nets, now the Nets are going to be, Nets are gonna the be, Nets are gonna be in the top five for sure. Um, I don't you see know, Orlando making it again. Um, yeah, I can definitely see. I'll throw in the Hawks. Maybe the Indiana. Wizards. No, Indiana. I'd say Indiana going to be in there for sure. Oh, you did say yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wizards and um, Hawks going to be my, my two teams in the East that didn't make it last year that will be creeping in for sure. Yeah. I think I think as long as Westbrook and Bradley Beal can work out together, I think the Wizards will be fine. Um, but I I do want to see Orlando make it just because I'm a Markel fan. Lord, I'm I'm glad my man got a got that three year extension. Still in money. But look, say what you want, <laughs> but <laughs> still in money. It, it, it's how the NBA works. Dang, man. Um, but the Haw- the Hawks I see getting in as long as you know, knock on wood, Trey Young doesn't get hurt or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, stay healthy. Health. That's, yeah, that's health probably the main always, thing. Yeah. But I, I think what's good for the Hawks is they have depth. You know, Trey Young is a pinnacle for that team. But if he does go down, they do have Rondo. That's not a bad backup. It's I not. think we're talking about the scoring aspect. Oh, uh, well, I mean, sure. That's going to have to definitely keep them in there as well. But yeah, I'll say, Rondo's not pulling up from the logo. They all, <laughs> yeah, I true. mean, they also have more shooters on the team with Bogdanovich. Uh, DeAndre yeah, Hunter's – I think DeAndre Hunter's going to have a, a breakout season. You know, he's a big man that can also pull up from the arc. Um, See, I'm, I'm a Cam Reddish I was fan. say Cam Reddish is all – I think Cam Reddish will also have a coming out party. I believe Cam Reddish is going to be in the starting lineup, with it, which is huge. Oh wow! Huge news. Yeah, for him. yeah, I was saying he's got versatility on defense yeah. to help out. Yeah. So Absolutely. I, um, as a fan of the Hawks, I have big expectations for them. Not anything, you know, top five playoffs, but I would at least like to see a six, seventh, or eighth, eighth seed for them. But I'm definitely excited to watch them this year. They got them slick new jerseys, slick new court. This is this is the turnaround just- season. Can we talk about a how, full rebrand? How LeBron <laughs> stopped a lot of great teams from going to the finals. I know people say Jordan stopped a lot of legends from getting rings, but LeBron stopped a lot of great. I mean, LeBron was stopping people from getting rings yeah, too. I mean, great he stopped that that Thunder team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just great teams. Because I'm I'm thinking back to that Atlanta team that was that was always winning the East. Was that Ball 20, what is that 2015 yeah, Eastern was, Conference? It was final. two years in a row. Yeah, Culver. Al Horford, Paul Millsap, they have all them dudes. Bro, just great collective teams like that, bro. I think that's what the NBA is missing. With when the Pacers, even even the the Pacers, yeah, yeah. Paul George, Danny, Lance Stevenson, yeah, Roy Hibbert. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year that year. Just like teams like that, you know. I mean, I think I I miss that in the NBA for sure. The Celtics were doing the the same thing to the Hawks before LeBron was doing it too. Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think back to but when think, the Celtics had the big three, they were knocking the Hawks out of the first round every time. They was knocking the Cavs out too. That's when they had Josh Smith <laughs> yeah, and Joe Johnson. That's, that's why LeBron was like, "Yo, I am out of here." What we think? What we think for the West? All right, the, the West, the Pelicans. Oh, I think the right, Pelicans so, make the jump. 
They I'm barely miss. Yeah, I'm going to read out the eight. So it was Los Angeles, both Los Angeles teams, Denver, Houston, OKC, Utah, Dallas, and Portland in that order. So take OKC. I don't think OKC is going to make yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to see OKC going. Um, now, I honestly, I think Phoenix could sneak in. True. Phoenix yeah. made it last because, year. Nah, they no, they did. didn't. No, because they went eight zero in the bubble, but uh, that's Portland. Right. Portland ended up yeah. getting in. I, um, I forget they still did a part of regular season in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying Phoenix only. Obviously, D book is there. CP three, but they got Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah and obviously, Aiden. exactly. He'll be there for the full yep. game, and for some reason, I have no clue why people call him a bust. I think they just call him a bust because of the people drafted around him with Luca and Trey Young. But I, I, you can't call somebody who's yeah. averaging, you know, nineteen and nineteen and eleven over their career a bust. I don't, I don't like the stigma big men get, uh, get coming into the league. I, I guess people just expect them off the rip to be a Shaq or Hakeem or Patrick. Yeah, Miller. yep. Like, bruh, those are once in a lifetime people. That takes time. Like, they have to work on their footwork. They have to fill their mm-hmm. bodies out. Like, that's gonna take time. Like, people forget Shaq went to college three years. I think yeah. Ewan went all four years at Georgetown. Like Hakeem yeah. did, I think three, four years in Houston. Like they Kareem had, did all four. Yeah, they huh? had time to build their their skills in college. What Aiden did one, yeah. one and done. Yeah, so, and he didn't. He didn't even. He didn't. I don't even think he played the, the full one because of the the recruiting scandal. Yeah. So you got you got to give these players time to develop, man. It's, it's I'll say simple. yeah. You, there's a big difference between coming into the league at 22 years old and coming into the league at yeah, 19 right. years old. But yeah, I also agree so, with the Suns pick and also the Pelicans. I can see the Pelicans getting into maybe over yeah. Portland. I don't know what the what's Portland problem. Like they always had the talent. What well, last year they definitely had the talent, but they, they still have McCollum, right? They still yeah. have McCollum. Um, well, Nurkic was hurt for. Oh yeah, Nurkic was hurt. a solid yeah. part of the year, and when he came back, they they yeah, were in the really bubble. Good they once he came good. back. Um. So for all we know. The the top eight might stay the same in the, in the West. <laughs> Minus OKC. I, said, yeah, I think OKC is sw- the I think only switch one. OKC and the Pelicans. Oh man, the Pelicans was what like they was thirteenth in the West. Man, that's that's a far way down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a far way I down. Like, man. I just I don't know how far Zion can carry them. I don't even think Zion's the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Bi is. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's a he's a Walmart version of uh, Kevin Durant for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. the great value KD. Uh, <laughs> but don't get me wrong. Now I think if I think Zion's biggest issue is maintaining his weight. Yeah. Because who 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 was it? Uh, Charles Barkley said it. He was like, you can't jump that high and be that heavy. Yeah. Eventually, that's gonna your start, knees. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. start really wearing on your knees. All that constant impact. Yeah. And he definitely looked heavy in the bubble. Yeah. He like he was eating that gumbo. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zion. Look, mate, hey, that, was, that he, might have been what it was. He was eating multiple of those little uh, the <laughs> snack boxes they brought to the room with like the, the PB&J <laughs> and the, the chips and the pickle or something, bro. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, hey, I'm going to need three more of these. <laughs> yeah, he, that yeah but he's, he's always been big, though. He's always been big. He has. And I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't kept up with him this offseason. I don't know if. You know, he's done some training regime where, you know, he's changed some some of that fat into muscle or 
I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. He's, he's in the NBA now. He can, he can afford stuff like that. I'm sure, yeah. but you know, I just feel like I haven't seen a lot of headlines of it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how but, it how he actually pans out. Now, speaking of Zion, um, breakout players, who do we think someone that's completely, you know, not really talked about that can actually come up and be the talk of the league this season? Okay. So my player's not. I mean breakout in a different term he's already good already great whatever you want to call him but i think he's going to take the step as to like an mvp winner which i think would be luca um like i said he's always he's obviously gets the respect for being as good as he is i just think he's going to finally take that step and he's going to win the win the mvp it's a shorter season the games are going to be more compact i think it's designed for a younger person to win sure sure so that that's my breakout player. I'm gonna take the if you want to call him that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take the easy way out. I'm gonna go uh, Kevin Durant. Breakout off, player. Uh, oh, for sure. Okay, 100 percent comeback player. Oh, comeback, comeback player. player. But like breakout. Yeah. That's oh, your he, comeback. Oh, he player. he gonna yeah. break out. All right. <laughs> he be breaking this. Hey <laughs> now, but uh, yeah, Kevin Durant, arguably the best scorer in NBA history. You can, I agree. You can argue with Kareem, with him with Kareem. But um, coming off injury, people say he might have the yips. People saying that analysts, let me say that, especially on first take, I'm not going to say any names, but it's the, it's not Stephen A saying that, <laughs> saying that an NBA player doesn't look the same or play the same after coming off the Achilles injury. And um, yeah, I say Kevin Durant, man, he's, he's cold, man. Like you can't stop him at all. I don't, he could have broke both his legs. Like you're not stopping yeah, that man. If you can shoot, him. you can shoot. Yeah, he's <laughs> He's not a high impact dude. He has a skilled game. He could pull up from anywhere. Like I could see Kevin Durant arguably getting MVP this year. MVP. AJ, who who are you thinking over there? Uh I'm gonna go uh THT. Taylor Horton Tucker. Who who is that? This is a guy who had an incredible preseason for the Lakers. Uh, for about a week when they were doing their preseason games, I want to say it was last week, he was the talk of the league, the talk of Twitter, talk of social media. He's 20 years old. He came out of last year's draft, not this year. They have big expectations. All of the Lakers players were hype over this dude with how he performed in the, in the preseason. He could be isn't, a good six-man for them. Isn't he signed the clutch sports? Is that the reason LeBron was out here hyping him up? Because <laughs> he's it, trying to hype up his uh his brand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but the dude had a great preseason. I'm not saying he's going to be like a phenomenal player or anything, but I think that's going to be a name to watch for. Okay. Um, before we move on, I I do want to say the player I'm most excited to watch this year, though, like as a comeback, would be John Wall. Good. Mm-hmm. I think. How long has he been out? What two seasons now? Yep, still stealing money, I, stealing money, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But you know what? I think people forgot how good John Wall was before he got hurt. He's one of like, you know, with the exception of like Chris Paul and Rondo, he's one of like the last like true point guards. Yeah. yeah, like you know, he'll go out there and give you eighteen points, but he's gonna give you twelve assists. He's gonna play defense. You know, he blocks shots. He steals. He dunks on people. Um, the only thing that he's had an issue with was his shooting yeah. and I'm sure with him getting a little older now, you know, the ankle injury, you, he can't play the same type of like aggressive 
play style he did, so he's got to learn how to shoot. Um, him and Boogie paired up, like it's back in, back under John Calipari in Kentucky. <laughs> is going to be fun to watch. You know, you know they're excited to play together. So um, I'm excited to watch John Wall come back. Call me crazy, but John Wall was playing. I used to say John Wall was top three point guard. When I agree. Healthy when he was playing. John Wall was top three point guard. Yeah. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mama. <laughs> he, who, no, nobody was faster than him. He was the fastest player on the court. While watching yeah. that man was a blur in, in transition. Not to mention my man was hitting the Dougie and had his own dance. Yes. Like John Wall. Yeah, people people really forget how how deadly John Wall was actually. See, that's what that's what Juju guard. needs to watch. He needs to watch <laughs> John Wall dance before he absolutely <laughs> went nuts. Yeah, right. when they say game, well, game banging John Wall, that bad. game top top three. When he game banging on the court, oh Look, yeah, watch out, John Wall. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Uh, untucked Kyrie game banging John Wall and uh, <laughs> and LeBron with the the mask, yeah, mask LeBron. Yeah, you and third quarter Clay, third quarter Clay. Oh man, he he well, will be. Saying, I ain't never seen I ain't never seen somebody drop sixty points on eleven dribbles. He will be missed this season, man. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um. Uh, now, tonight we only have two games, um, but tomorrow we have a full slate starting at 7 o'clock, going all the way to 10.30, ending with Dallas versus Phoenix, which is going to be a great game tonight. However many people on the East Coast stay up to watch that game, <laughs> I don't know. Good luck. Hope you're off work on Christmas Eve. That's the only way I'd watch it, but I'm not off work. Um, as far as these games... For tomorrow, what would y'all say are some some locks for bets for some now, now some keep of in mind, viewers that they might want to put in? Keep in mind, only one of us over here really bets. That's me. So these are <laughs> yeah, these are the rest of us just kind of. These fake are the bet. best bets for tomorrow's <laughs> games from two guys that don't bet and one guy that does. <laughs> one one guy that's got a slight gambling addiction. I don't have a gambling addiction. <laughs> this is why you're clammy. I can stop whenever I want to. <laughs> My hands do get clammy. I'm, I'm riding a I'm riding a four game parlay right now. It's not looking good with this Look, over. We're we're gonna we're gonna let AJ go last since he's a, since he's our uh, our addict. So Daquan, go ahead. That's rude. Oh, I'll say some big games to watch out for would be uh, Washington and Philly. That's that's gonna be a good game. Um, no, now who who are you taking? Now, who are you taking oh, as far I, as the bet? Because I'm, I'm not touching that game. I'm, I'm taking Philly. Um, Doc Rivers. So you think Philly's gonna? You think Philly's gonna cover? Oh, no, for sure. Doc Rivers you're taking have those boys ready. You're taking a spread minus seven and a half. Oh yeah, I, I think Philly gonna win by a good amount, probably twelve or more. <clears throat> okay. Um, also, Boston and the Bucks. My God, you're going for the games I would never touch. Um, yeah, you're going for the rough ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Celtics. I feel like the Celtics got something to prove. Those young players gonna come out. Now the Celtics, they are. What are they? They're they're plus three and a half, so they're underdogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, that they can definitely handle that. They they have a blueprint to stop Giannis, bro. Like everyone knows yeah. how to stop him, man. He, make make him shoot, and when he goes in, collapse. Yeah, <laughs> especially the first game of the first game of the year, people are definitely gonna be playing hard. It's not like it's a middle game. So yeah, first game of the year, you gonna see some intensity. I see them. I see Giannis only getting about in the teens, about 17, 18 points. I see Jason Tatum having a great game. 
Uh, Jalen Brown. As long as he's got a haircut. <laughs> Jalen Brown, he's going to have a great game, but I can see Marcus Smart really being that, that X factor for that game. And I'm going to go uh, Celtics. Mm, since that's a lot of defense, I'm going to go about low hundreds, probably like 107 to 103. 107 Celtics. to 103, so that's So you think they're going to hit the, so so that's gonna be gonna the, hit under. the under, too. No, the under right oh. now is 225 and it's a half. It's 225 and a half. That's a, that's a pretty Ooh. high yeah, I, yeah, expectation I, I as far as yeah, over-under. They can pull it off. It's going to be close. You're, so you're thinking sure. it's going to be a gonna, big defensive game. Yeah, it's going to be close. Okay. Yes, okay. I, that's those uh, two high, great defensive teams. All right, so I have two games in mind. Personally, I think um, the Raptors are favored by four. Definitely think the Raptors are going to be the Pelicans by more than four. I, I would take that. And also, um, where is the game? It was Miami and Orlando. So Miami's favored by four and a half. Definitely taking Miami, and I'm taking the under as well at uh, 218 and a half. Okay. I just, you know, Miami's one of those teams. That, Miami plays a lot of defense to begin with. And John Orlando. Yeah, Orlando doesn't have a lot of shooters, so I think it's going to be one of those ones where, you know, Miami is in the hundreds, but Orlando is not. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, you know, (laughs) Miami's got like 105, and Orlando's got like 88. Okay, Jesus, not one of those. Not my magic, man. (laughs) One of those type of games. Um, I am going to go Charlotte over Cleveland. Believe in the hype, Lamelo Ball. The line is only minus two for the spread. Charlotte's favored. Hammer it. Hammer that. <laughs> Cavs suck. Cavs suck. Charlotte's going to Charlotte win this game. Charlotte suck, too. <laughs> Charlotte does suck, but the Cavs suck more. I don't know. I, Hammer Charlotte. I, I, I'll take the Cavs for that one. They got the more Look. experienced players. You, there's a reason the we don't bet. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why we don't bet. I would, I would take the Cavs, personally. And then, also... Know. I'm going uh, the Nuggets over the Kings uh, minus eight and a half. The Nuggets are a pretty dominant team. Who's gonna stop? Who's gonna stop Jokic? Yeah, like like you said, um, Buddy Hill, his mind's not in. He's not all. Yeah, he he don't want to play for the Kings. Like he doesn't. Yeah, that's. So I think I think that's that's an easy one. I don't really have any for the over unders. I typically don't go to bet over unders for NBA. Until we're at least a couple of weeks in the season, so I know and I have a history of you know what these teams are capable of doing as far as who they're playing in the past, especially when they're playing teams that don't have good defense and they play teams that have a good defense. So I can gauge, you know, what I should pick as far as that. So I don't really have anything for the over under. Um, just going two spreads. Those are my mortal locks for tomorrow: Charlotte minus two, Denver minus eight and a half, and tomorrow being December twenty third. That's when the episode will come out. Obviously, we're recording December 25th. Look, if you want to go on Christmas, too, um, the way Brooklyn looked tonight, they're only favored by one over the Celtics. <laughs> uh, there's some really good games on uh, on Christmas. Christmas. Uh, actually, um, I think Milwaukee might be Golden State bad. It might. <laughs> it's minus eight. That might also be a uh, another lock there. They're they going to get 30 balled. Um, 30 balled? Okay. Golden State's about to have another down <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it feels so good. Ah, I, now I def now the line opened at uh Bucks minus seven and a half, so 
I'm not sure, depending on what betting site you use, if you bet legally, if you bet illegally. We don't support that, by the way. Which, yeah, yeah, we don't support illegal activity. We're in Virginia. That shit's going to be legal next month. Just sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that line might change for the Bucks. You might see it go up. I could probably see the Bucks being favored by either minus nine, probably as high as minus ten and a half, depending on how many people are going to be favoring that spread. That's one I would definitely go for if your book allows it. Um, you know what? Let, 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 can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Check it, Golden State fans. I hate your team. Okay? I hate the organization. You got another key I, I, hate Steph, I hate Steph Curry. I hate Draymond Green. I get it. That that 2015 championship, y'all deserve that one. I give y'all that one for sure. Yeah, y'all work hard for it. Granted, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love was hurt. Ah, injuries happen. That's that's a sports. It's bound to happen. Whatever. But then, y'all blow a three-one lead when y'all was 17 and nine. <laughs> but not only. Did y'all blow a 3-1 lead? Draymond Green went in the parking lot, started crying, caught Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant lied to Russell Westbrook saying he'll come back to, to the Thunder. Went and joined a team that the Thunder had down, had up. They was up 3-1 against. Joined that team. And now people saying, uh, why can't LeBron beat this team? Uh, uh what's the, the Monstars? What, what, what? what, what, what? <laughs> I'm confused. You expect him to be arguably the greatest scorer of all time. You got the best shooter. You got two of the best shooters of all time. Like what? What is he supposed to do? Like what? What? And he didn't have Kyrie. Did he have Kyrie the first one? No, he didn't. Kyrie already left to go to Boston. So yeah, you, facts. Yeah, you just got LeBron and whatever we got left with Kevin. Love. Oh no, Kyrie was there for the first one. Kyrie was there for, was the, first there for the first one. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, he wasn't there for the second one because Kyrie got because it got swept, and then, um, or they might have won one game, and then Kyrie went to Boston because he got hurt yeah, the next year, and then yeah, they beat the Celtics yeah. in Game Seven. But anyway, and then they got swept that year. Yeah. Anyway, um, we show no love to the Warriors. We we show no no empathy. Um, I want them to go zero eighty two if they can. Um, it's. It's the fans Look, that made already own one. Yeah, it's the, it's just the fans, y'all. Y'all swear y'all a great organization. Y'all here cheating. Y'all won't really yeah, they, cheating, but y'all look, was cheating. They don't remember. They didn't remember the Monte Ellis days, right? That's like <laughs> the I, Stephen Jackson days. I look at that as Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman beating. I say Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller coming to join the Bulls. Of course they're gonna run the lead. Like, duh. They got <laughs> the best shooter on a team, like, and the best player. Like I will also say yeah. that was probably the least exciting NBA seasons in my life. Oh, for sure. We we are oh, yeah, everything is you, already you knew who was gonna win. It was so anticlimactic, bro. Like it was. It was it was so Look, whack. That phase as soon I'm, as KD signed, go ahead. I'm so happy now that we're at a time where the NBA is kind of getting back to there's a lot of competitive teams. Yeah. Whether yes, it just being, you know, just two teams back, you know, just three or four years ago. I'm so glad we're past that time because I'm going to be honest with you. I hated the NBA. I was not yeah, excited yeah. for basketball because it's the same regurgitated shit. 
everyone's <laughs> going to get their ass beat by the Warriors or LeBron, and they're going to meet in the playoffs. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah, it was it was mad annoying. Now, now I know how they felt in the 80s when it was just the Lakers and the Celtics, bro. Like, it, it was so <laughs> whack, bro. Like, I'm sure people were so excited when the Pistons came out, too. <laughs> yeah. Something different, man. The, when the bad boys came out. Oh, man, I bet a lot of people were excited, unless you were a Celtics fan or Bulls fan. Well, I'll say, look, I wasn't alive for that. So. I wasn't alive for that either, but still. I I ran into the dominance of the Spurs and LeBron's reign over the East. <laughs> Spurs are fun. Yeah. The Spurs are fun. And that one year of the Magic. The one year with Dwight. The, oh, yes, the Mavericks uh, won. Mavericks beat LeBron. That was exciting. Oh yeah, when he was the, the Mavericks didn't just beat the Magic. Uh, the no, Mavericks didn't just beat since, the Heat. They were beating all kinds of people. Yeah, since we on this topic, can we talk about how these great teams LeBron lost to, and how people are trying to um like level up the teams Jordan played in his finals? Like, look, I'm, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because you guys know me. I can go on for for hours <laughs> about this. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't like ah ah. Do people really expect one man to be the whole team? One man can't change. One man can do a lot. Yeah, one man can't for basketball. One man you can know, do a lot for for a team. But what, you know who you, perfect, they can't a perfect do it. example is? They're not going to do it that well consistently. You cannot. Though. Yeah, you cannot expect him to drop a hundred right. twelve points by himself. You know who what? a perfect example is? Bubba Chuck. Alan Iverson, <laughs> like we've seen that, so I I want people to get get out that that stigma of oh, um, if Jordan was playing in his era, he would have won seven out of the ten or eight out of the ten that uh, LeBron been to and stuff like that. Any, like bruh. anybody who thinks that the Bulls were gonna beat that Warriors team, bruh, they're delusional. That Warriors team is the best team that who to ever to be assembled. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, Jordan is his great defender. Scottie Pippen is great defender. Who, but you can't check somebody who's seven foot can bro, dribble and can shoot. My point. <laughs> who in the 90s was Kevin Durant? Who you was have seven to put foot? Dennis Rodman on him and hope for the best. Dennis Rodman wasn't even the tallest. Who in the 90s was seven foot to the old heads that listen? Because I, I want to know. Who, who was Kevin Durant in the 90s? Was it? It wasn't Reggie Miller. It, none of the center shot. Like. Who was yeah. who? What is the equivalent of a Kevin Durant in the nineties? What what is the equivalent to Steph Curry in the nineties? Like, what is the equivalent to maybe Clay Mark Thompson Price. and Reggie Miller? Like, Mark Price, <laughs> Mark Mark Price. Come on, man. Yeah, that's my that's my mortal enemy. A quick man. shout out if if you do want to respond to Q, we are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Q's not on Instagram. So Facebook and Twitter uh, at J three G pod uh thomas while we're on the topic do you have any teams that you want to shout out that you hate <laughs> oh <laughs> for the nba i mean just period at this I'm, point look, let's just go off the rails i'm here for it look he, yeah, he we, already said the warriors yeah, we, we gotta so, express ourselves uh, as men i'll leave that i'll leave that alone um the heat i hate the heat <laughs> <laughs> Say, I hate the heat with all my heart. Say something that's just going to make you sleep so good at night, knowing you got it off your chest on this podcast. Obvious, obviously, Michigan. Michigan. I hate Michigan. Whoa, the Yankees. Whoa. I hate the Yankees. On, y'all, y'all um, okay, Michigan. I like Why it. I like them? it. I love the toxicity uh, that we're forming at the um, end of the show. Who, who else? Who else do I hate? 
oh my god, the Chiefs. <laughs> Not even the Chiefs. The fans. I hate the fans. <laughs> Cowboy fans. I hate. Oh man. Um, hey, don't, Eli Manning. Don't disrespect my mama. <laughs> Eli Manning. Oh um, man. Who? Who? St- I hate Steph. Oh man. That, Draymond. That light skin. Thomas, Thomas brought out his burn book, bro. Light skin, pretty odd motherfucker. Hate him. Uh, <laughs> I love his wife though. <laughs> Aisha, if he not giving you the love and support you need, I got you. <laughs> uh, oh I guess while we're God. all being toxic, um, yeah, AJ, let it out, man. Go ahead, uh, Tom Brady. No, 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 no. I'm not even gonna hate on greatness. Um, fuck Kyle Shanahan. We're gonna we're gonna start off with Dirk Cutter. He's a piece of shit. Here <laughs> on an offense, completely just wasted Matt Ryan's career. I know Kyle Shanahan came in also. But Kirk Cutter was there <laughs> oh, for some of Matt Ryan's younger careers. Wasted Tony Gonzalez. Wasted Roddy White. Fuck him. I can't wait for him to be gone. Um, fuck the Saints. Uh, I can't. I can't stand y'all. Your voodoo bullshit. Whichever, Casales. whichever one of y'all bastards put a curse on Georgia sports. This is what you get now because LSU sold their soul to the damn devil for their national championship. They're not gonna win shit. For a very long time. I don't care if the Saints are the best team in the NFC. They're Even if they go to the Super Bowl, they're going to lose. They can't beat the Chiefs. Nobody's beating the Chiefs. So, <laughs> fuck you, New Orleans. Um, fuck you. It's hopeless. <laughs> Let's see. What else we got? Uh, Florida, y'all suck. I think if Georgia played y'all again with JT Daniels, they would beat you. Uh, Dan Mullen, you're also a piece of shit. I don't like you. Y'all some recruiting cheater fucks. <laughs> Who else we got? Um, Nationals. Y'all... y'all I can't stand the Nationals. I hate that y'all won a World Series. Uh, there's a reason why y'all were at the bottom of the freaking standings this past season. Um, who else we got on the list? Man, God, there's so many. Uh, South Carolina <laughs> beating Georgia last year. Absolute fluke. Fuck y'all. Y'all are trash. Um, God, man. This is a lot. I mean... Fuck the Patriots, twenty to three, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, oh man, I, I I think I'm, I think I'm burned out, man. I don't know. I have look. Oh, oh, oh last thing, last thing, last thing. Fuck the Go fuck ahead. the Dodgers. Hate the Dodgers. <laughs> That's it. I have I have one more one more hate emphasis I want, and it's on not the SEC conference, but the referees oh, of God. the SEC. Oh God. And Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. I don't hate anyone. I love everyone. No, no, you're lying. You're lying because you have a very particular. You started NBA this, Keith. You, you started this. I, I love everyone. No, shut up. You, you started have a very this. Partic- no, yeah. Okay, Doug. you have a you have a particular NBA player you hate. The only because N- of two K. The only NBA player I hate because of two K is Darrell Arthur. You may not know who <laughs> Darrell Arthur is, but he he lives in my head rent free. <laughs> this man <laughs> was dropping fifty on me in two K. I hate that man so much. You can probably look up his stats. He probably averaged like eight points his whole career. Why was he nice in 2K? I have no clue. But Darrell Arthur lives in my head rent-free. I can't stand that man. I, I hate him well in my heart. And that's the only person I hate. Everyone else I love. All right. Well, uh, now that we got all of our demons. Bro, he averaged six and a half oh, points a game. Oh, Lord. <laughs> all right. Now, now that we got all of our demons out, um, we're all going to get some good sleep tonight. Uh, for sure. our listeners, we hope you're having a great day. Uh, 
being that this is going to be released on the 23rd, it's two days before Christmas. Uh, lots of, or, you know, whatever you celebrate. Whatever Hanukkah, you celebrate. Kwanzaa. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Happy holidays uh, from the Just Three Guys. You know, we hope that you have a safe holiday season, uh, safe Christmas, safe New Year's, whatever holiday you celebrate. Uh, for us, you know, we're just going to be sticking at home, going to be watching some football, some basketball. We can't wait to make another episode for you guys. Uh, Thomas Q, anything else you guys want to shout out before we end the show? Um, say just be safe during these holidays. Um, hug your loved ones closer. 2020 is almost over. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. We're Christmas. almost through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Almost through this godforsaken year, you know. <laughs> hold, hold it hold it tight, you know, only a couple more days. Tell somebody you love them. Hold them close. Cherish the moments. I love you, Thomas. I love you, AJ. I, I, I love you guys, love too. Love you guys. Man. Love you guys. Well, fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll probably have an- another episode by this weekend. You know, a lot of bowl games to be played, some more basketball, some fun stuff to be covered. This is definitely my favorite episode that we've had so far. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. Again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Spotify. And happy holidays from the Just Three Guys. Love you, Mama. I love your Mama, too. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>